I have a tickery dickery TikTok fuck for you, but I don't know how good it is. So we need to pull it back up. I wonder if it has to do with swallowing, fisting, or <laughs> mushrooms, maybe. Ooh, we need to get to some of those stories. Okay, so we saw all of these videos that came out during Lady Gaga's last tour where gays were just fucking in the bathrooms. Do you remember these videos? Yes, yes. Well, Taylor Swift is currently on her stadium tour and it turns out Swifties be getting freaky. In the bathroom? Oh, yes, girl. But got... why are they watching the concert? That's what I want to know. If they're such big Taylor Swift fans, why the fuck aren't they watching the show? Well, because they just needed to get it going. And these are on Twitter? Well, I found one video that this guy posted and I don't know if there's audio or what. Hickory dickory dock, tick tock. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> All you hear is like Moaning. a moan of ecstasy. So we don't know if someone's getting eaten out, someone's orgasming, what, but we definitely got Maybe somebody was just passing a big old fat turd. Oh! <laughs> Do you let out one of those when you let one out? It depends on the phrase that's required because I might just... I might just be in there saying, Hercules, Hercules, to get my man's attention, and then I'll want like a dog treat afterwards or something. I don't know. Yikes. I mean, I took probiotics for a reason. I, I'm pretty regular there. Yeah, that was kind of a shitty TikTok fuck. I'm sorry. for high tea where we get high and spill the tea i'm philip and felicia here we go so while you were gone in costa rica felicia i tried mushrooms for the first time take me to your leader take me to your leader take me to your leader take me take me to your leader take me to your leader take me to your leader so Felicia, while you were in Costa Rica, I went out to the farm and I did mushrooms with the farmers. Welcome to Mushroom Land. <laughs> well, we had tried this before, but we had brewed it in a tea and we just did like a small dose of it. It wasn't like a whole bunch. Drink me, I'm mushrooms. Let's go to the happy place. So I didn't really get a high or any sort of sensations or anything off that first time. Don't lie to me, you little bitch. Not the first time, but this last time I did. Go on down that yellow brick road. We tried the mushrooms and we ate them dried in capsules and then um, we reconstituted them in lemon juice because I guess lemon juice heightens the experience. And then we also ate them fresh. Felicia, these were covered in green and blue. That was my face trying to swallow them they were coming but back hold on. up. Were they actually, when you say fresh, were they dried or were they fresh? Fresh. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, I guess. But the best way to do it is dried and then crushed up. But I do want to know, like, what was the quantity? Oh, I think we did three ounces. Three ounces. Okay. Yeah, because normally an eighth is a way to go. Whole eighth by yourself. So how much is an eighth? 
standby for Google. Because I didn't know. But let me tell you, I had an entire mouthful of these fucking moldy goddamn mushrooms. Okay. And all, like, a shot glass filled with this lemon juice and these dried ones. I don't think I could have swapped. Like, I'm about to throw up just telling oh you about God. I don't think I could get any more down than what I took. Well, you don't like mushrooms. I don't like them anyway, yeah, but then these were, like, the nasty of the nasty. Okay. Wow. But anyway, I did get high this time. And quite frankly, it was a different kind of high than marijuana. Where if I eat an edible, I'm not driving. I'm not doing anything. Totally. I'm not going anywhere. Right. I was functional on yeah. these mushrooms. I don't think you did that much. Three ounces? We weighed them on a scale. Okay. Three ounces of mushrooms is a lot of fucking mushrooms, just so you know. Because it was a mouthful of fresh... And a shot glass of dried. Anyway, before we did this, we took um, we took a magic berry. Have, do you know what magic berries are? No. So if you eat one of these berries, they make everything in your mouth taste sweet. Oh. And I originally saw these on the Martha Stewart show years ago. And I ordered one from this online seed company that was selling these little magic bush tree things. Okay. You eat the little berry and it does something to your taste buds so you can't really taste anything but sweet. Most Greenhouses, and today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite fruiting shrubs, the miracle berry or miracle fruit. And this is um, Cincephalum dulcificum that comes from tropical West Africa. It's a small growing shrub, probably just six to eight feet in its natural habitat, it, and does very well as a container plant in greenhouses, homes, sunny windows, or in tropical areas, obviously planted in the ground. So the interesting thing about this plant is it produces these um, round red berries, which when you eat them, change your taste buds so that anything sour tastes sweet. And it's a reaction to your taste buds changing some proteins. So it would be things like lemons turn sweet, pickles turn sweet, dill pickles, sour pickles turn sweet, dry wine turns sweet. And fruit that you might eat, such as an apple or a pineapple, which is already sweet, increases the sweetness tenfold. It's a lot of fun to um, eat these and share these with friends and family. So I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be good. I took this berry because so the so the lemon juice really wasn't that bad with the dried yeah. because I had had that berry. But let me tell you what, after I downed that, it was coming back up. I love that berry idea though. So it's like you have the berry, right, and then you have your you have the berry, and then you have your stuff, and then it makes it taste sweet. Right, I like that idea. So the farmers came up with this, and I was I was pleased that they had come up with this strategy. So what is this? One eighth equals one ounce. Oh, so then I took three times that. We took three ounces. Well, that means you each had an eighth, probably. No, we each had three ounces. He me he me measured and weighed them out separately. Oh, fuck. Yes. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot. Can I tell you what, though? Hmm. It was like being in third grade. When I was a kid, my mom used to drug me up and send me to school. I've tried everything. Ritalin, lithium, Depakote. I don't even know what fucking medicines I was on as a kid. But how I felt and what was happening and what I was seeing, it reminded me of third grade, Miss Johnson's class. It was great. It sounds like a good time. Well, not really when you're trying to learn 
multiplication and long division and fucking everything's moving. That is hilarious. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. I mean, hey, I don't know if I'll do it again before we go to the Ozarks. I'm trying to find an old photo of, of some mushrooms. Oh, these were covered in blue and green, girl. Sounds like you had a special time. No, but I have to tell you, the guy that's growing these, he's growing them. And with a friend, and mm -hmm. they're trying to start up this business. Okay. And I honestly think that I need to be on a daily dose of this because I was serious. I, I was seriously, I don't give a fuck, but I could do everything yeah. that I could do. I drove home. You should put them And I don't say this lightly because I don't think you should get in the vehicle and drive if you're impaired. I was able to drive home. I was fully functional on mushrooms. Okay. I truly was. And that's all right because I've been that way too. And it literally just depends on how much you have. Three ounces? I mean, maybe it just depends on the type of mushroom it was. I don't know. I'm telling you right now that I think I need to be on a daily regimen of this because this is the key to... Anti-depression and like All of good. the things. Be and that's what they're doing for a lot of people who have... Um, PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, veterans and things. Yeah. No, but this is the key. I even called my sister and told her. And of course, when you tell people this, they're like, oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah, You're like, just a druggie. Like, no. Shut the hell up. That's not what it was. But seriously, I think I need to be on a daily regimen of this. But the guy that is growing these mushrooms, Felicia, he is the most beautiful specimen of man oh. that you have ever seen. Okay. I literally, it's like my neighbor. I cannot look him in the face because I don't want to be like, damn. Like, I don't want to give him any inkling right? at all that but I'm just like, fuck. That's hilarious. I mean, he is just too fucking beautiful. And you know what? I think beauty is a curse because I think if you look like that, that most people won't even approach you or give you the time of day. They're thinking, oh, they're out of my league. And they get no dick, no pussy. What I don't know what he's looking for. Okay. But I can't even bring myself to say hello. You know what I mean? Totally. I get it. I totally get it. So yeah, I tripped to mushrooms and it was like being back in third grade. I'm glad you had a good time. But here's my question. If it reminded me of third grade and how I used to get drugged up and like go down the school bus and go to school. Yeah. I want to know, were those drugs really to help me or just to give my mother a break? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. You should tell her. Be like, this is this is my conclusion. <laughs> right. Mama just needed a break, honey, and that's why I got drugged up to go to Miss Johnson's class. She'll tell you no shit. Exactly. I was tired of getting calls at work from the principal. <laughs> Something had to be done. It was either me or you, and I took you. Right.
you know what they do say. Swallowing is a sign of bravery, especially in Roman times. Okay, are we talking about... That's what I wanted to tell you. So when these mushrooms were coming back up, I brought my trusty bottle of vodka. I poured the quickest shot I ever fucking did before they came up and out. And I... Yeah! I washed them down with fucking whiskey. You've got to have your whiskey. I thought you said it was vodka. Did I say vodka? I yeah. meant whiskey. Okay. I had the Leopold Brothers whiskey over there with me. Okay. And I was just like, when I felt them coming up, I was like, I need to wash these nasty fucks down. But that's the thing. When you vomit, it enhances the whole thing. Only, but they've only been in my mouth 30 seconds? Nothing had happened, darling. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, and I remember you had said that because I was like thinking for the first 30 minutes of this whole thing that I did want to get sick. I don't want to get sick. And I look up and I see the sky and the clouds moving. And I was like, I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> but on a previous episode we were talking about swallowing and um you had made a comment was like well you know those old gladiators they knew they were a good gladiator when they took that load they swallowed that mm-hmm. load da, 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 da. you weren't just talking nasty turns out felicia swallowing is a sign of bravery in ancient roman times you're right and i found this article online and i wanted to pull this up it it was originally published in Men's Variety, and it's and the title of it is Swallowing Didn't Mean You Were Gay in the Roman Army. Swallowing was a symbol of bravery. Okay, because no pussies are swallowing. So guys were swallowing loads back in 753 BC? I mean, everybody likes cum. Doesn't matter when. I guess so. So the earliest um, known instance of this was back in 1753 BC, and this went on for like more than 600 years through 107 BC. Wow. So you're telling me that it it's born into my blood. I'm a natural born cocksucker. Perfect. I think that you should put the butt plug in and get vibrated and do mushrooms. I think that would be a really fun thing to be like a fluffer for the army. But then when are a fluffer? Normally a fluffer is like in porn. So mm-hmm. like what is the army going to do after you fluff them up? Oh, you're just going to finish the job, darling. Oh, you just want to suck off the army. Yeah, servicing the service members. <laughs> well, servicing those who serve. I just love this article that was featured again in Men's Variety. I mean, it is just incredible. I don't want to sit here and read this whole thing, but if you're interested and you don't want to be just you know, some lousy cocksucker. You want to be brave? This is what I'm talking about. Why don't they make a fucking good movie about this? That's what I want to know. I think they should make it. It'll be like Gladiator Part 4. Were there cocksuckers in 300? No. Were there cocksuckers in, I don't know, what's some old, uh, what's some other movies that are like, I don't know, ancient Rome? Was there any cocksuckers at any other time? Julius Caesar. That's why he got stabbed so many times. He didn't swallow. Beware. The Ides of March. What man is that? A soothsayer bids you beware the Ides of March. Set him before me. Let me see his face. Fellow come from the throng, look upon Caesar. What says thou to me now? Speak once again. Beware the Ides of March. He's a dreamer. <laughs> Let us leave him. Pass. Listen to this. And to be clear, 
Swallowing didn't mean drinking all of their milk. That may not sound difficult, but consider the fact that the fighters were forced to abstain from releasing for a 10-day period prior to the event. Wow. I like their way of thinking. 10 days? Can you imagine the size of that load? I mean, I, I, I like what they're putting down. Jesus Christ. Everybody knew what they were signing up for. How good would your skills be if you knew your life depended on being successfully getting someone, let alone a group, to splooge? Woo-wee! knocked over knocked over from the mouth out <laughs> kind of like getting hit like with Gwyneth Gwyn Paltrow got hit by that guy going down the mountain oh my god we need to talk about that let's go into that so I have have you been following this trial it is drama it is hilarious but I do want to know it's like why the guy fucking hit her and then ski off you know what I mean? It was a definite hit and run. Oh, it definitely was. Um, let me pull up. There's several of these videos, and I want to play all of them Do for it. you, darling. Do it. Hickory dickory dock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Oh, fuck. You were wearing goggles, a helmet. Yes. Okay, kind of looked like everybody else on the slope. That's always my intention. Okay. Probably had a better ski outfit though, I bet. I still have the same one. <laughs> May I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10". Okay. I am so jealous. I think I'm shrinking though. You and me both. I have to wear four inch heels just to make it to 5'5". Five five, oh, so. They're very nice. Oh, thank you. And you're not trained in accident reconstruction. Me? Yeah. No. Neither am I. I was yelling at him. Pretty loud. Pretty forceful. I was pretty upset. Right? You're yeah. small but mighty. Actually, you're not that small. Okay, and I'm assuming, you're under oath here, <laughs> that you're a good tipper. Yes. Okay, fantastic. I wouldn't expect anything less. What, what the, the fuck? What the fuck does that have to do? And can I just say you're that... You're a good tipper. Well, and can I just say that the woman interrogating her on the stand reminds me of a character Sherry O'Terry might play yeah, on. Yeah, on SNL. Right? 
So if I'm understanding it correctly, you are a 5'9 and a really snazzy dresser, and I guess you're a good tipper, yes? Oh, yes, correctly. <laughs> I mean, it is just something else. Let's watch another one. Pressing into me, and there was a man behind me pressing into me. How did you know it was a man? Because he was making some strange noises that sounded male, and he was large. So I assumed it was a male. Okay, he was large? I felt all my back okay. pressing. Okay. Um, all right, there was a man pressing behind me, pressing into me. I was extremely upset. Well, I was confused at first, and I didn't know exactly what was happening. It's a very strange thing to happen on a ski slope. Um, and I, I, I agree. <laughs> and I froze, and... It, I would say I was got very upset a couple seconds later. Okay, let me just continue on here. I just want to make sure that I got this all right. I didn't know if it was an intentional assault of a sexual nature. Right. Okay. Uh, was he grinding and thrusting or something, or just the noises? What's what? What made you think it was a an, a sexual assault? So that was a quick thought that went through my head when I was trying to reconcile what was happening. I was skiing, and two skis came between my skis, forcing my legs apart, and then there was a body pressing against me, and there was a very strange grunting noise. So my brain was trying to make sense of what was happening. I thought, am I, is this a practical joke? Is someone like doing something perverted? This is really, really strange. My mind was going very, very quickly and I was trying to ascertain what was happening. Okay, um, I think you said, I didn't know if it was an accident, but he was groaning and grunting in a very disturbing way. Yes, there was a sort of groan coming out of his mouth. Okay, then you said, I froze. Yes. We kept skiing. Right. We went to the right. Yes. We came crashing down together. That's right. Okay. You said this man was behind me on the mountain. My knee and our skis were, were still sort of tangled up. Is that yes? Yes. Right. And there was a man behind me. He struck me in the back. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Okay. I know, but you said I can still watch my children ski. Yes, meaning directly into my back by someone, which is what happened. Yes, exactly. What's the, what's the pending question? It sounds like they're saying the exact same thing. What's the question? The question is, you were watching your children ski when you were struck in the back. Well, that's I, asked and answered now. Overruled? I was skiing and looking downhill, as you do, and I was skied directly into by Mr. Sanderson. <laughs> Wow, it's like, how the fuck hard is it to be like, somebody fucking sunny bonoed me? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm on a ski slope. Someone ran into me. And in the other video, they're like, oh, it's it's very odd. It's very odd. No, that's not very fucking odd for somebody to hit you on a fucking ski slope. It's a great possibility. It's oh, does that happen all the time? I would say... A collision? Collisions are definitely possible. It's not like, um, it's not like you're, you know, oh, I was so shocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It's a plausible thing. Right. Well, let's get to the heart of the matter. He is suing her for $300,000 for damages and whatever else. After all of these emails came out later that he, when he realized who he had ran into, that he was going to sue her because he's claiming now that he'll be famous. Oh yeah. And he said, he emailed Gwyneth Paltrow's sister. He goes, I'm famous. And so Gwyneth Paltrow is counter suing for $1. Just kind of like Taylor Swift had countersued for $1 from that DJ from Denver that apparently allegedly groped her and got 
fired for it when okay. she came for yeah. a concert yeah. one time. So this is all coming up. Okay. And he has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. Tell me that's not a Kate response from Below Deck. <laughs> well, I lost a half a day of skiing. Look at her face in this photo from court. Like she's, she's like, like, give me the fuck out of here. This is such bullshit. <laughs> right? Symbolic damages. Is that? Here we go. One dollar in symbolic damages. Is that accurate? It's an actual dollar that I'm asking for. Okay, but you also have testified when I asked you questions in your deposition yes. that that one dollar is symbolic. Do you remember me asking? It's about symbolic that? because the damages would actually be more. Okay, and but remember me asking you is it symbolic? And you said yes, it is. Yes. Okay. And I asked you as well, well, you learned about that through Taylor Swift because she asked for $1 in symbolic damages, right? And I think I said at that point I have not been familiar with it, but I since am. Now you are. Yes. But at the time, a couple of years ago in 2020, you didn't know anything about Taylor Swift's $1 symbolic damage lawsuit? Just relevance, Your Honor. Counsel? Because I asked her about it at the time, and she denied it. Correct. How does it matter? Right. How's that relevant to the case? At the time. Are you good I, friends with Taylor Swift? No. Overruled? You're not good friends with Taylor Swift. I would not say we're good friends. We are friendly. I take my kids, I've taken my kids to one of her concerts before, but we don't talk very often. You've never given Miss Swift personal, um, intimate gifts for Christmas. Uh, Your Honor. Uh, relevance or would like to relevance. bench trial? Well, she just said that she wasn't friends with her, so I, I'm inquiring on that. Ask her about Oprah. I mean, Mr. Owens, uh, sustain. Please move on. Wow. What's so funny about this is that I wonder if she ever gave her, and they were trying to get to this, one of those candles from her company Goop that basically was supposed to have smelt like her vagina. <laughs> Do you remember those candles yes, that came yes. out forever ago? My question is from Martha. What do you think of the news that Gwyneth Paltrow is selling a candle called This Smells Like My Vagina at Goop? And that it is smells like Martha what? No. My oh, vagina. Oh, and they sold out. She has a candle it's that's um, called Smells Like My Vagina, and it's well, you know, sold out. I'm sure it's sold out. I mean, she, she does um, that kind of irritating re... <laughs> You know, she she's trying to she's trying to zhuzh up the public to listen to her. Okay. And that's great. I mean, let her do her thing. Okay. And um and I I, I wouldn't buy that candle. Right. <laughs> you so to be clear, you don't want a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> what does it say about America that they that the candle is now sold out? I think it's not America. I think it's a lot of guys who are horny. Okay, <laughs> horny guys are buying that candle. Hold on, here's one. What is your name again? Sorry. Kristen? Yes. Tell me she's not just like Kate from Below she, Deck. No, she's really like um, the SNL skit. <laughs> right? I mean, here's she, into my effing here we go. And that's when you were furious and said you ski directly into my effing back at the top of your lungs. Yes, I did. Okay. I apologize for my bad language. And, well, in fact, 
you were screaming that so hard, you were worried that Moses was hearing you. Yes. Um, and after you were screaming, and that's when... So wow. these are the highlights, Felicia. Let me tell you, this testimony and this trial has been going on for hours and days. Let's watch SNL this Saturday, because I'm sure they're going to be making fun of this. Well, and this all comes out after the whole, the hoopla, because she was recently, Gwyneth Paltrow, by the way, she was recently on a podcast where she talked about her daily health regimen how she sits in saunas, only does bone broth, and then for dinner has, you know, a hearty meal with a lot of vegetables and this, that, or whatever. And basically, it was a podcast with her doctor that she came under fire about because everyone was like, oh, she's unhealthy. She's perpetuating this unhealthy lifestyle. All these girls are going to be anorexic now. And she's like, no, this is what I do. This is what I do. I was on a podcast with my doctor and I was explaining what I do. I wasn't telling people what to do. I was saying, this is what I do. I'm so sick of everyone taking on the shit. Oh, yeah. And like attacking somebody when they don't have all of the facts. People are stupid. Amen to that. <laughs> So, Felicia, I had to bring over and show you our, show and tell. our friend James Hood. I James just, Hood, bitch. I like love his music. I remember when we went to the planetarium and we saw Mesoamerica or something? Mesmerica. Mesmerica, And yes. this is the mushroom music. Yes. That's, so were you listening to James Hood when you were on mushrooms? I wanted to, but like I was at the farm and they kind of control the music out there. And so I didn't want to press the issue. Wah, wah. But this is different kind of music. It's it's more upbeat and stuff, so I don't know how Ooh. this would have gone with mushrooms. But I, I, I brought this over and I thought maybe we could try and listen to it. But yeah, totally. I don't know if you have a disc player. I do. Something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of like it. This is a cool case. I like all the colors. It's very James Hood. James Hood, bitch. I like love it. So the new album is called Beautif Beautifucker. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> the last one was Mesmerica, so this is Beautiful America. Beautiful America. Beautifica? Beautifica. 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 Anyway, we'll have to listen to that, but I wanted to come over and show you that oh, yeah. there's a new one that came out. I'm a little nervous about this last thing, Felice, because... I see the... that it's a book. Yes. So on this show, we talk about very intimate things in our lives, but we really 
really haven't ever revealed who we really are. But this is also the book I saw in an airport when I was coming back yes. to Costa Rica. <laughs> it is called The Best Strangers in the World. Yes. And it's by Ari Shapiro. 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 From NPR, All Things Considered. I originally met Ari. On Scrub? No, in the White House. Um, He was a, a reporter that came through and interviewed us. I have um, decorated the White House for the holidays for a couple of years. And outside of this podcast, I'm kind of in the public eye. And I don't know, this podcast allows me to be who I really am, but keep my mask on, kind of like Batman and Robin. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Or Batgirl and Catwoman. Right. But Ari Shapiro just recently released a new book titled The Best Strangers in the World. And the last chapter of the book is all about me. Like the real me, not the Philip on high tea, the the real me, Philip, who has my own business, my own drive, my own tenacity. I love it. And it starts on page 229, essentially the last chapter of the whole book, right? Right. Awesome. And it basically details how everything happened for me. You know, at 15, I was homeless and I found myself um, having to learn how to survive on my own. And I made my way to the White House. I built my own business and I was really inspired by Martha Stewart. Okay. And so this entire story is basically how Martha Stewart found out about me and how she had someone call Ari to find me. It was like, it's basically my Cinderella story. That's so cool though. And this is from Ari's perspective. Correct. Oh, I love that. And I just find it really, really, really incredible. So I don't ever reveal who I really am, but I'm making an exception in this one episode of High Tea at the very, very end when a lot of people have probably already stopped listening. Well, if they want to find it out, if they want to read the book, I mean, it's a beautiful book. It is. It's beautiful. Pick up a copy of The Best Strangers in the World by Ari Shapiro, Stories from a Life Spent Listening. And chapter 16 is all about yours truly. That is the best way to sign off. Oh, wait. Well, no, no, no. no. It's, Mar- it's Mariah Carey's anniversary, darling. And I think it's time for a celebratory splash. I agree. Time for the munchies. I love lyrically Mariah Carey's music. There is this song called Cry Baby, who is like, it's like a double release single that came out during the Rainbow album era. And it was connected with Can't Take That Away. This song, Cry Baby, was a song she did with Snoop Dogg. And one of the lines in the song was, Sipping Bailey's cream by the stereo, trying to find relief on the radio. I just, I don't know. So I've always loved like Bailey's Irish cream. I, I guess since that song came out, just because of that one little like lyrical line. But now she has her own line of- Black Irish. It's called Black Irish, darling. And there was three different flavors originally. And I think it's now just down to one. And I never opened the other bottles, but we need to get into those because that's stupid to like have this bottle liqueur and not be partying. Yeah, the original, darling, the original. Black Irish Irish Cream Liqueur. It's definitely a unique blend of natural flavors. Black Irish is a luxurious Irish cream. And that, I don't know what you usually drink, but... Black Irish is your new favorite. I'm a little aggressive, but... 
Happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs> and I just love to sip it on ice. So here is to my girl, MC. We love you. And God, I hope she's working on a new album. I really, really, really miss Disco it. album. Oh, we need a party album, darling. Definitely. Felicia's in the other room of her treehouse, yelling through the little kitchen window. It's so cute. There is a little kitchen window. It's cute. I love it. Cheers, darling. Cheers. Happy birthday, Mimi. Happy birthday. Here's some original black Irish cream. Black Irish, darling. Ooh, that's good. It's just like Bailey's, wouldn't you say? I think it's better. I think it is, too. Wow. This is Bailey better than Bailey's Irish cream. <sighs> I would have this with a cider coffee. Oh, you wouldn't have it in it? I'm saying I would drink this and just splash in a little bit of coffee. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's an occasion. A cause for celebration. Oh, Mimi's I'm... anniversary. In the pink treehouse. Oh, is this the pink treehouse? Yes, because the lighting, darling. We're always pink. I love it. I love coming to Felicia's treehouse. Thanks for hosting tonight, Felicia. Thanks for having me. I like to dim the lights down. It's nice. Make it pink in the treehouse. Oh, no, not pink. Make it blue. Merryweather. Make it pink. There we go. I don't even know. Those are the coolest things. I don't even know how you do that. I have an app. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Cheers, darling. Cheers, Philip. Mm. Want more, Philip and Felicia? You know you do. It's Felicia and Philip. Yes. Check us out on Spotify and SoundCloud or on Facebook at High TCast. With Felicia and Philip. Yes, of course. Ladies first. Let's be honest, we all have a thing for straight dudes. Don't we gays? Flirting with the breeders, sleeping with the breeders, draining them when their wives are being bitch faces. It's a thing. Just gays being gays. <laughs> Listen, bitch. Stream all episodes of High Tea with Felicia and Philip. Now streaming on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music. Hey there, boys. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.